Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Uh, good to see you all again. I'm hoping that uh, we'll get a chance to see you back in the city uh, very soon. I know that some people are staying here for Rosh Hashanah, some people staying here for Yom Kippur, some people even staying for the winter. But Be'ezrat Hashem, we're looking forward to getting a chance to see everyone back as and when they're happy to be back uh, at home with us in the Safra Synagogue uh, and in the Chazak programming. I thought uh, of sharing a beautiful message with you all before Shabbat to get to get ready and to prepare for Shabbat. Um, and it's one that I uh, shared a message that I shared last night at a uh, at a wedding, and it was something that was so powerful. Someone came to me afterwards and they said, "You know, Rabbi, I know you give a Shabbat message every erev Shabbat. You should try and share this with everybody because it's not something that only a chatan and a and a kala, not only a bride and groom, need to hear, but it's something that each and every person needs to hear." And uh, therefore, I, uh, I want to share this with you today. You know, there's a very strange blessing that we have at, the, uh, at each and every wedding. It goes, Matobu o Yisrael Vani I don't know it's enough. But the point is, it's a very special blessing that we give to every chatan and kala. And... The question is, if you know your uh, Chumash, you'll know that that blessing actually doesn't come from Avraham Avinu and Moshe Rabbeinu. It comes from none other than the wicked Bil'am. And that's a very strange thing. Why would we bring such an anti-Semite, someone who wants to kill every Jew, wants to curse every Jew? Why would we bring his blessing uh, as the blessing that accompanies Achatan and Kalata, the Chupa? And uh, what's interesting is that there's even another beracha that we give the kala when we cover her up. We say the beracha of achotenu ateye, the alfer of avah, which is the blessing of Lavan. Another crook, another rasha, another horrible person whose intentions against the Jewish people are always sinister. Like it says in the Haggadah, Arami Oved Avi. So what in the world is going on over here? Why would we use the Berachot of these wicked people who were trying actually to curse the Jewish people but actually were forced to give a blessing? Why would that appear at a beautiful occasion such as a wedding? And the answer to this is an incredibly powerful answer. We're trying to teach a chatan and kala, but as this person mentioned to me last night, after I said it at the wedding uh, of Marco and Francis uh, Palachi, God bless him, best couple ever, after I said this message, they said to me, this is not just for chatan and kala, it's for every husband, and it's for every wife, and it's for every friend, and it's for every acquaintance, it's for anyone that you have a relationship with. And that is, even though Bil'am... His communication, his line was something which was very negative. It was with the worst of intentions. It was said with anger and animosity. But in the end, it turned out to be the greatest blessing the Jewish people ever had. And that message is what one we want the Chatan and Kala to think of, that every communication, no matter if it is angry or sad, no matter if it is happy or not, is actually something that helps a couple get through. In fact, there's a mitzvah in the Torah. The mitzvah says, Do not hate your brother in your heart. And Rambam writes that if you walk up to your friend and say to them, I hate you, you've actually, not only do you not make this sin, but you also even do a tremendous mitzvah. You've now, uh, what's it called? You've communicated with the person and you're first on the step towards, you've taken the first steps towards resolving that fight because now the person knows how you feel. You know, a while ago, 
I was running uh, trips with uh, outreach organizations and we would go to Israel or to Poland or to wherever and in the evening we'd have this amazing session it was it was called my most positive Jewish experience and people were encouraged to share their you know the moment that they were happiest being Jew- Jewish the happy the connection when they felt the connection to their Judaism was the strongest and everybody you know would say something very powerful and then I would ask them what was their most negative Jewish moment and the other rabbis and the other counselors, they all said to me, that doesn't make sense. We're trying to give them a beautiful Jewish experience. Why would you ask them about their most negative Jewish experience? And I said to them two things. Number one, I want this to be honest. I don't want to only highlight their positive Jewish experience. If they've had a negative one, you know, let's let them talk about that too. That's part of their identity, part of their uh, evolution as a, as a Jewish person. But I said, number two, also, don't you realize the, uh, the power that that gives when someone is willing to share with you their biggest challenge in being Jewish? Suddenly, you can now help them address that challenge. If someone tells you that their most negative Jewish experience was meeting some religious guy who was uh, uh, mean to them, then you can actually show them that there are religious people who are very kind. And it's not all people that are like that uh, amongst the Jewish people. So when they share their negative experience, actually it helps. It helps you, me, it helps us address that negativity and turn that, turn that corner into a positive state. That's true about a husband and wife. You know, you have husbands and wives who they say what I call a four-letter word that begins with F. And it's not the one that you're thinking of. The four-letter word that begins with F for husbands and wives is fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Don't worry. You're fine. No. That's the worst thing that a person could say to somebody. Do you know why? Because ultimately, when you don't share with them what you're upset about, when you don't tell them when you're angry or disappointed or let down, if you're not communicating, not communicating is the biggest curse in the world. And communication, even when it's angry, even when it's trying to hurt, it can be turned around. Like we say in this week's parasha, that God heard the curse of Bil'am. Hashem, and look, Hashem, your God, turned. Why? But communication was needed. Every situation uh, which is difficult can be improved with positive, with clear communication. You think about the fact the worst thing that has ever happened to this world was the moment when Chava took a bite of the apple or whatever the fruit was from the Etzadat. That brought death to the entire world for all of eternity. Without that, forget all the wars, forget all the tragedies because death doesn't exist. So the worst tragedy that ever happened, what would have been the antidote? Adam HaRishon communicating to Chava properly, correctly, what God had said. Because Adam said, you can't eat it, you can't touch it. He didn't want to get into exactly what God said, what he didn't say. Then she's going to ask me this, then I'm going to have to say that. So he said something that was roundabout, but he didn't communicate clearly and accurately what God had said. Who knows what would have been had Adam Arishon said to Chava exactly what God had said. Then the Nachash would not have been able to push Eve into the tree. She wouldn't have touched the tree. The Nachash couldn't have told her, look, you see you touched it, nothing happened. You could eat from it too. You see, that is the power of communication. If you're feeling terrible, communicate it. You're feeling angry, disappointed, communicating it. Swallowing helps it helps nobody. And the last thing I would say is, if that's true about the negativity, it's also true about positivity. Your wife, your husband did something nice for you. 
Don't say, that's what they're supposed to do. That's what husbands are supposed to do. That's what wives are supposed to do. The lack of communication, saying thank you, saying that you appreciate it, saying that you noticed what somebody did. I saw that you did that. I saw that you were struggling. You were having a tough day, but I walked in and, and you try to put your stuff away and deal with me. That's gorgeous. That's amazing. When a person communicates in that way, then they really become one. And it's true for a chatan and kala, but it's sometimes even more true for husbands and wives that have been with each other for so long that they are comfortable. You know, they get comfortable with one another and they drop their guard. And then they start wondering, oh, this person's not as nice, they're not as sweet, they're not as thoughtful as I thought. The other day, I had occasion, someone gave me a very special gift. They gave me a gift of a custom-made suit. So I went to the guy, got the custom-made suit, I put it on, and the guy said to me as I'm putting it on, he says, it probably is not going to fit exactly right. I said, what do you mean it's not going to fit exactly right? It's a custom-made suit. That's why you buy it. So it's custom-made. It fits you perfectly, like a glove. He said, that's true. But a custom-made suit, also, the canvas inside, when you put it on, it has to, takes time to mold to the shapes, to the contours of your body. And I learned the most unbelievable lesson, that even a custom-made suit needs time to be broken into you and to your shape. Even the most perfectly matched couples, the most perfectly matched friends, even custom-made suits need time sometimes to ad adjust to the contours of your body. And if you're married for 20 years and you think if she hasn't learned yet, yeah, but haven't you changed? Haven't your circumstances in life changed? Did you change jobs? Is your stress levels the same? Are you worried about the same thing? Are you the same person? Are they the same person? So give the perfect fit people time to become an even more perfect fit. Use your language. Speak when you're upset. Speak when you're happy. But the main thing is, never stop speaking. May Hashem bless us in this week to be able to turn even the most heinous, the most vicious words. He turned it to a berachah ki Hashem Shabbat Shalom.